Today's gospel continues in Mark chapter 6 from where we were last week. Jesus is going to send out his disciples. It's unique that last week when we faced rejection, do you remember they were rejecting Jesus himself in Nazareth, a prophet rejected in his hometown? And it's so interesting that right next to that, Mark puts this section when Jesus sends his disciples out. and says, you know what? People stumble on me. And so it's not going to be about me. And I am happy and pleased to use you as my messengers as the word gets proclaimed, whether through me or through you. That's what we have here. Mark chapter 6, the basis for the sermon today. Calling the twelve to him. He began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra shirt. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, Leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. They went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. The Gospel of the Lord. There were two women and one baby and they both claimed the child was theirs. The case came before King Solomon, do you remember? One liar, one mom, both claiming the child. One faking, one not. They were promiscuous women sharing the same house, and they had their babies born three days apart. So they're raising their kids, one child with one mom and another child with the other mom in their own rooms. And at night, one of the moms woke up to find her child dead. So she crept into the other mother's room and swapped their children. I think she actually just took it. if I remember correctly. And the other mother woke up to nurse her baby in the middle of the night. It wasn't there. So the next day you had this case. One mom, one faker, and King Solomon. Cut the baby in half, he said. Do you remember that? And then you had two reactions one who is fine with that and one who wasn't. Why did that work? The message was the same. That's my child. That's my child. The words out of the mouth were the same. That's my child. That's my child. But everything else that accompanied, there was only one face Solomon needed to read. There's only one face that would just die if you touched that child with a knife. There's only one who would fall apart if that was the ruling and the verdict at the end of the day. Let her keep it. Let her keep it. Just don't let the child die. Let her keep it. She pleaded for the child's life. There's only one who would do that. Mom would do that. What kind of mom are you? 
if you wouldn't do that. What kind of mom are you? What kind? Now we're getting to what kind. What kind? Christian, you are called to share the word of God. Last week, it's not easy. You face rejection. It's a trust fall. Say, trust your God and stay faithful to that word. The last thing we want to be is to cease to have Christ in our title, to have a living Savior at our church and to preach something else by changing the message in the face of rejection. So it is, you have a high calling. You are a billboard for Jesus wherever you go. What kind of Christian are you? Are you someone who falls apart if Jesus' name is besmirched? Sorry if that's not like a common word we use. If Jesus' name is thrown under the bus, do you care about Jesus' reputation in the world? Then you care about every moment you breathe. Every thought you have and every word you say, everything that is on display to people because I'm a Christian. What kind? What kind matters? So these qualifications come out right off Paul's pen to, to Titus, right? He, he must be. He must be hospitable. What kind? It matters. What kind? People are going to tell a fake. What kind? He must be a lover of good. He must be someone faithful with the trustworthy message, with the saving message. What kind? It all matters. So do you get this? Amaziah wanted to stick it to Amos. Say, Amos, get out. And Amos said, I got to tell you what kind of person I am. I'm not just going to flee when the fire gets hot. Can I tell you? I was like nothing. Like I have... This isn't my business, but I know that it's bigger than me. I was just a shepherd and I took care of the fig trees. <laughs> but then the Lord called me. So here I am. What kind? Amaziah found out right then and right there. This is not a faker. Amos has been made a prophet. So Jesus is going to send his disciples out two by two and a whole lot more than their words is going to enter those communities one by one. A whole lot more, just like your whole lives are involved with your neighbors and your people at work and your people on the street and your people in your family. Your whole lives are on display. It is a huge calling. It's a 24-7 thing. And so this is like part two to last week, that it might not seem like a trust fall kind of moment, but that's exactly what Jesus taught his disciples. He was leading them to see the big aspect of all the things they would communicate without their words. So he, he enters into these different spaces and he says, it matters what you bring into town. Don't take an extra cloak. <laughs> Don't bring your purse. Why? Listen, isn't this going to be fun? This is going to be a great sermon because you kind of see why all these little kind of tangential, isn't it inconsequential stuff? Like, who cares if we go from this house to that house? Jesus says, no, don't be bounced. Don't house bumped. You know, stay at that one. You stay at that house from the first day until the last day if they welcome you. Why does that matter? And if they don't receive you or listen to you, shake the dust off your feet. 
Why is that important? I thought it's just the message. Isn't evangelism just as good if we went around town and just planted Bibles on the park benches and, and stuck them in people's mail? That's illegal. Put them next to the mailboxes or things like that. Can we just like plant scripture everywhere and let that be evangelism? No. It is mouthed. And it's not just having the right words to say. Jesus wants it accompanied by all the fruits of the Spirit, and he instructs his disciples that way. This is our journey together this morning. So Jesus begins by equipping them. Look at this. He, he sends them out two by two, and he equips them not just with another person, but with power and authority to drive out demons and to heal the sick. And I think you could say, yeah, it'd be nice if I was sent out to a place in a new community and I wasn't sure how they were going to respond, it would be nice to have a buddy. And you'd have a support system. You'd have an encourager. Somebody else that if they're standing tall, I can too. And if I stand tall, they will too. And the Lord will use us to support one another. Right? What a beautiful thing. But it, think about it. It's, it's really lovely. You put any two of the members here together and send them out down a block and I've got people with, with the same message in different lives. I can see how you're different from you, and, but as I listen to you talk, I can tell you both care about Jesus. And that Jesus, it doesn't matter like how, how different you are, how different you speak, how your different gifts, your different smarts, your different this, but you both don't care. You both don't care. I see how you both treasure the gospel and that it's all about Jesus. And even two by two is like a message to the community that's like, it's not just a house of one that God intends. It's a house of many. And from all different backgrounds and backdrops and skills and gifts, and God's just bringing them all under one roof as a family together. And you can already see that in the two different people. And one person wouldn't get all caught up. It's like, look, Lord, I have, I have converted an entire city in your name. You know, it's not, it's not all in the shoulders of one, but it's saying, God, you blessed your word through us. It's a different dynamic. And the power to drive out demons or heal the sick. Think about that. A miracle done to accompany the word of God that was given to them. Can you imagine being a disciple and sent out, not just on an errand to draw water from the well two by two, but to drive out a demon? Are you ready for that? You're going to drive out a demon in Jesus' name and to lay your hands and say, I had ropes. I was a fisherman. Like, <laughs> I had ropes in these hands, and now I'm going to drive out a demon and make the lame to walk and heal the sick. Who's that about? Whose ministry is this? Is this not the work of the Son of God? Is this not done in Jesus' name and only because of his attachment to us, blessing our work? And is this not directly opposed to Satan in every city we go? 
driving out demons and against the devil's work in the world is God's stuff and we are a part of it. Brothers and sisters, as you think about the work we do as a congregation, the things we support each other to continue to speak into people's lives, you don't forget the authority and the weight that it comes with. This is huge instruction for these puny disciples who don't stare at a demon of themselves with anything, <laughs> but instead are going to look them in the eye in, demons, in, in Jesus' name and said, go out. And it's going to be the same thing you can say to people's mountains and piles of sin. Away. That's the word of forgiveness. Be gone. In Jesus' name. That's important work. And when you get to packing for the trip, pack light, Jesus says. Isn't it funny? If evangelism weren't hard enough, now Jesus is going to say, don't bring any money. <laughs> Isn't that kind of nuts to go to a city and not bring a purse? Can I bring something a little bit extra? You're not going to go straight to the marketplace and be like, great, we can get a meal. You're going to go first thing to share the word of God and trust what? Trust that the Lord will provide, that the Lord will bless the ministry of his word. Congregation, are we poor right now? Are we low on resources? I don't know. Not necessarily. But things can go like this for you, and yet, is it going to change our view of the power and the blessing of the ministry of God's word in our lives? Is it going to be like, oh, surely enough, the God's church in the world goes like this? No, it doesn't. It goes like that. It goes to heaven. And we are going to rely on that. We're going to know that God's going to take care of us. Even if we become destitute and poor. Even if we get locked up. You see a different perspective forming in the disciples' minds when he says, don't even bring a purse. So what does that mean? And then they show up into town with empty bags. Surely it's not, hey, good thing we brought a purse. The first thing we could do when we meet some people is take an offering. Let's go take an offering because all we're really about is the popularity and having resources. And so we're here to collect some funds. Nope. Christian church is not about money. It's not about what things we share earthly speaking. You and I may never have a financial transaction between us, though I did sell some t-shirts recently in the house of the Lord. <laughs> but it's not about that, is it? We come and we go, and our fellowship is full and complete, only in Jesus' name. This is why we've come. Not with a shirt on our back. Not with purses looking for more but in Jesus' name, to give. To give as we've been given. It has an impact on those disciples, doesn't it? Oh, and when someone welcomes you into their house, stay there. When someone with a smile on their face that says, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, you go and you live with them, even if it's the most humble dwelling in the entire community. 
You don't have your eye on the couple with the hot tub on the corner of the street. And maybe, maybe the prophet could stay there just for a couple days. It's, by the way, do you have five-star accommodations among the members of the synagogue here? Because it would be really nice if I could lodge with them and have the best meats and the finest of wines at the table as I eat and, and spend time in this community. No, 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 it's not about that. But can you imagine the obstacle if people noticed that, oh, the prophet packed his bags and he jumped pretty quickly when it came time to go to the five-star place over there, what's really going on in his heart then? What kind of prophet are you that you're going to house jump and go somewhere else? You see, Jesus says, it's not just your words, it's all of you on display in this community. All these tiny little decisions you make are sending a message to those you love. And Jesus says, I care about that, and I know that you care about that too. Let me give you some early instruction. You would be wise to display your contentedness among the people of God and with no appetite for the things of this world only for the word and whoever is, is blessed by the spirit to share that appetite with you stay at that house stay there the whole time your happiness to be among the people of God great and small whoever they are show that to them show that to them how do you do that Christian are you beginning to notice that it's not just for preachers and prophets are you beginning to notice that all the little things that you say and don't say communicate who you are? And even more, they communicate who God is in people's lives. Tell them how important they are. Tell them how happy you are to share a meal with anybody in any circumstance. Don't just associate with the up-and-coming, the rich and famous associate with people and all of them and then Jesus goes on and as he gives them instructions in this section he talks to them about when they are opposed stay there if you until you leave that town but if any place does not welcome you or listen to you leave that place this is a position that doesn't compromise in the least if any people doesn't welcome you or won't listen to you. It kind of describes the welcoming he's talking about. If they don't listen to you, if they don't w welcome your words, then leave that place and wipe the dust off your feet as a warning to them. This isn't anger. This isn't me against you. This is a testimony that as far as prophecy is concerned, you have cast out the word of God. We need to display to you that you have nothing attached of the word of God to your heart. You have nothing attached to the prophet to your town. So the dust comes off the feet and yours, this is so sad, yours stays yours and ours stays ours and there's no community, there's no sharing, there's no participation that has been made here. You know what that communication is? It says it's all about the word. And it is so important, it is so vital, it is so critical that we have no sharing without the word of God being the source of that sharing. Isn't that huge? Can you imagine making that statement? Oh yeah, it's fine, we'll just stay another day and hang out together. 
oh sure, it's just fine. We'll just spend some more time. Let's go hiking. We'll enjoy the other things of life. We can just agree to disagree. No, there's got to be something in the Christian heart, Jesus says, that understands the difference between heaven and hell. That understands the difference between being God's people and not a people. And feels that. Love them. Even when they reject you. It's not a sign of anger. It's a sign of God's seriousness. That you wipe the dust off of your feet and move on. That's a sign to them how important this is. Can you let that trickle over into your life and your relationships that you never let that go as you follow Jesus and communicate to people you find a way to say this isn't just a something in life it's everything and finally Jesus says they went out and preached that people should repent they drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. In the recording of Mark's gospel, it happened. And those hands that reached out for the first time to heal were blessed to heal. And those words that came out of their mouths to preach and to drive out demons were powerful with the word of God in victory over Satan. And so it is we see it happened. And the special little community in Littleton, Colorado, a special little group of believers that I'm privileged to be around and blessed to look eye to eye today or through a camera, we could celebrate God's with us. He's blessing this little community. May continue to mold and shape us in the words that we say and the kind of people we are. In Jesus' name, amen.